Peg City Chat with Nat. Today we are going to talk about sleep. And as you all know, I don't get a lot of it because I have a five-year-old who refuses to sleep in his own bed, (laughs) which is not fun. But did you know that 60% of us are more likely to watch TV an hour before bed? We're more than likely to sleep with our phone next to our bed, never mind a toddler or a preschooler. So I'm going to talk to someone today who's going to tell us about our sleep health and how we can reduce that stress and how we can relax. Everyone say hello to Dr. Sujay Consagra. Hello, Dr. Consagra. Hello, how are you? Well, I would be better if I slept better. (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry to hear about the sleep struggles. It's not an uncommon thing I hear in my clinics. Yeah, I think I might have to have some some time with you off so, offline to talk about my son. Happy to do it. <laughs> so tell us some more about this survey. I gave a couple of the statistics already, but tell us a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, so the name of the survey was Dozed and Confused, which is a fantastic name for a sleep survey. It was conducted by Mattress Firm, and they're looking to see what health choices, what small things you do during the day can affect sleep, Um, stress levels, how those affect sleep, how your age can affect how you sleep and your stress levels. And some of the interesting findings, one, they found that millennials are actually the most stressed when it comes to generations. Um, They also found that if you are highly stressed, you are twice as likely to report sleeping less than five hours each night, which less than five hours is, is pretty low in, when it comes to sleep. The average adult needs seven to nine hours to feel very closely related. Very much so. I know that I need at least a, a bare minimum of six, six and a half hours. And there are many nights where I, I you know, I wear one of those uh, wearable technology where I can tell what my sleep was and I'm surprised it's you know four hours here three hours here I'm thinking oh my gosh no wonder I'm losing my mind every day Um, but how does the quality of our sleep truly impact our stress levels and health risks and even our oral health uh, yeah, so you know, when it comes to sleep, it can it can impact a lot of health outcomes. We know that sleep is closely tied to cardiovascular health and the health of our hearts. It's tied to the immune system and how well we fight off infections, uh, mood, uh, attention levels. All of this is, is steeped in, in how well we sleep. Um, but stress and sleep in particular are, are closely linked. And this this survey from Mattress Firm they looked at a couple of things. One, folks that were highly stressed were more likely to grind their teeth at night. So you mentioned oral health. They were three times as likely to grind their teeth if you were highly stressed. And grinding your teeth will, it can cause dental damage, certainly. It can cause facial pain. It can cause headaches. And it can cause sleep disruption. So that's something that folks that have high levels of stress seem to be at higher risk for. And also, if you're highly stressed, you're five times as likely to report having difficulty sleeping at least once a month, having problems with insomnia. So again, sleep, your health and stress levels, it's all intertwined. It's all one big jumbled circle. One thing affects the other and vice versa. Um, you really have to sleep well to live well and, and, and live a healthy life. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the oral health piece because I was trying to figure out what would that be because my five-year-old, as I said, and I know we're talking about primarily adults right now, but my five-year-old, he grinds his teeth at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and so that can be a sign of lots of different things, but it's certainly worth taking him to the dentist to get an evaluation, check to see how much damage there is. And in some cases, I actually recommend having dental guards that you wear at nighttime to help with your, help your, your overall health. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay, so we're talking about different choices we can make um, to affect our sleep health. What are some of those little choices, the little things that we can do to, yeah. to have better quality sleep? So this is the goal, right, being able to change something small tonight and get a better night of sleep. And the two things that the survey actually found were that, one, if you are highly stressed, 
and again, stress is associated with poor sleep. If you're highly stressed, you're twice as likely to actually have a pet uh, in the room with you while you sleep. And pets can disrupt your sleep because, again, they toss and turn and make noise just like humans do at nighttime. But if you have allergies, they can actually make your allergies worse. And so it's something to think about. And they also found that high stress levels correlate with technology use at night. So if you're highly stressed, as you mentioned before, you're 60% more likely to actually watch TV before bed. You're twice as likely to post to social media, twice as likely to check email, and 40% more likely to have a, a smartphone next to your bed while you sleep. So, so keeping your room as your sleep sanctuary, trying to avoid any sort of distractions is incredibly important to getting that full quality night of sleep. Wow. I, I clearly have some work to do. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> because, I mean, well, you know, I'm a blogger, I'm a podcaster, I do these sure. things, and the last I'm in bed, and I'm not quite ready to go to sleep, and so, yeah, the phone's right there, you check a little thing here, you do a little thing here, sure. but yeah, it's 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 kind of having those, the timer that says, you must shut down now. That That's right, yep. You need that, and some people use those types of devices, they have an alarm on their phone that says it's time to turn the phone off, yes. so we're using technology to get rid of technology. <laughs> That's sometimes what we have to do. Isn't that wild how that works? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay, what else can we do to relax a bit more? I mean, I I use peppermint oil on my back sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but what are some other things that you suggest for us to use? So uh, the core principles to getting good sleep um, involve what we call sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene is essentially anything that you do or things in your environment that can hurt or help your sleep. And so the the first thing is I recommend everybody have a nighttime routine, kids and adults. It helps both. So three or four calm activities that you do 20 to 30 minutes prior to bed that helps ease that transition into a night of sleep. So having a routine is great. We talked about disconnecting, disconnecting from technology because light, artificial light, tricks your brain into thinking that it's still daytime outside. So we can't distinguish sunlight from artificial light. So when your brain sees this light from smartphones, it thinks, oh, you know what, it's still daytime outside. Let's actually decrease the natural brain hormone for sleep uh, called melatonin, and it makes your sleep a lot harder. So you really want to disconnect from devices. And then on the flip side, when you wake up in the morning, it's a good idea to get bright light because that actually keeps your body clock lined up in the right, right position. You want to try to keep your wake time and sleep time roughly the same, you know, regardless of the day of the week, weekdays and weekends, trying to keep similar. And then exercise. Exercise is great for your sleep. It's great for your overall health. The one caveat is that if you're the type of person that has difficulty falling asleep, you want to try to avoid exercising too late at nighttime because mm-hmm. exercise raises your body temperature, makes it harder to fall asleep. Um, but otherwise, exercise is great. It helps your sleep, helps your overall health. So those are the core tenants for good sleep hygiene. Wow. Okay, so just from that list that you talked about, I, I'm, I think I'm good with a few of them. But the, okay. the, the twi- you said 20 to 30 minutes, three to four calm activities? That's right. So I need kind of routine and, you know, putting peppermint oil on your pillow, that, that's a great part of a routine. If that's something that calms you and relaxes you, it's great. So anything you can do to help kind of help your brain transition to a good mm. night's sleep. And our brains do this even on a subconscious basis. And so if you have that nighttime routine, you're automatically going to start getting sleepier, even regardless of what you do. You're not even going to know. You're not purposely getting sleepy. But if your brain starts to learn that once I do this routine, I typically go to bed, it naturally starts getting sleepy on its own during the routine, which is yes. fantastic. Oh my goodness. Okay, so and the other thing that I just wrote down that I noted was the weekend. So having the same wake-up time and sleep time on a weekend? Yep. So this is a particular issue for young folks. So teenagers, young adults, they tend to be night owls. They tend to want to stay up late and then sleep in quite a bit. 
if you start shifting everything on the weekend, it can be very hard to then move up your sleep time to get to work or get to school at the right time on Monday morning. So if you keep yourself locked into that sleep time, get to bed at a regular time regardless of the day of the week, it prevents you from slipping that body clock to a later time point and making it harder to get lined back up. It's, it's funny, if you, if you shift your body clock, like an average teenager who stays up super late on the weekends and then we expect them to go to bed at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night, it's very hard to do that. It's like you know, flying from California to North Carolina every weekend. You yeah. can't move that body clock earlier. It's very hard to do. And so we call that social jet lag. You jet lag yourself without even traveling. Um, so you want to keep that body clock lined up, and the key to that is waking and sleeping at roughly the same time. Oh, my gosh. You're dropping so many great golden nuggets <laughs> here today. <laughs> I hope it's helpful, yeah. It is very helpful because you don't think of it. You just think, okay, well, I go to my bed and I sleep. You don't think of the fact that there's – a routine to it. You don't think that there's things that you can do to make it better. You don't think of those things. Right. So I'm really grateful I get to talk to you about this today because I sure. think all my listeners and uh, viewers need to, to, to hear this just to to ensure that, especially with back to school happening, everyone's already Absolutely. in that summer mode and they want to sleep in. And now's yep. the time to get back into really good sleep routines. So thank you so much. So, but, but before we uh, finish up and wrap up here, where can everyone else get some more information. Yeah, so if you want the core data points from the study, they can go to Mattress Firm's website, mattressfirm.com backslash stress and sleep. They've posted all of the results from their survey online. Awesome. Okay. And if people want to get a hold of you, <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm not going to give you my phone number no, here. Of course, um, no, but, of course not. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, again, I, I work at Duke Hospital, and so I see patients from all over the United States, particularly in North Carolina, Virginia. Um, and certainly you can make an appointment. I, I specialize in pediatric sleep disorders, so kids that have difficulty sleeping. So you're more perfect. than welcome to check that out. I have a book about sleep called My Child Won't Sleep for, for parents that have kids with difficulty sleeping. So that's another potential avenue to... Um, to get your kids and yourself sleeping better. And if folks want to follow him on Twitter, it's Ped Sleep uh, Doc, right? Yep, the P-E-D-S Sleep Doc, D-O-C. Um, that's where I post a lot of information about sleep. Which is perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I'm not going to sleep now, but I thank you <laughs> for all of the tips. I hope I haven't lulled you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could listen to you all day. This, Like I said, the knowledge you shared with us today is, is perfect, perfect. Thank you Great. so much, and I hope Thanks you have a fabulous me. weekend. You too. Sleep well. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.